Zen cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential so you can discover your own values, the manner in which you're here to serve, and align yourself with the only certifiable rescue team you can rely on yourself. Episode 94 Heavy Wings Cannot Fly. What's up, Moobins? Happy Friday, and welcome to episode 94, Heavy Wings Can't Fly. In this episode, I want us to discuss the pulverizing power of carrying around emotional baggage and just how baggage can keep us from moving on. Baggage can keep us from growing and expanding. Baggage can keep us from becoming the people we want to be. Baggage can keep us from forgiving. So I want us to jump into that today and definitely have a discussion about that. If you are new to the episode, what's up? Salutations and thank you so much for being here. Thank you and I do hope you enjoy the show. If you are coming back for another episode, thank you. What's up, cuz? Y'all know what it is. Thank you for your continued support. Thank you for all your contributions and thank you for everything you do for the podcast. Thank you again for your help. In today's episode, in the first segment, we will be talking about a lot of the thoughts and beliefs and behaviors that weigh you down when you carry around emotional baggage. And in the second segment, we're going to talk about reflecting and identifying the origin of those thoughts, beliefs, and behaviors and breaking those down and, you know, finding a way to find positivity in those hurtful experiences. In the last segment, we're going to, you know, talk about affirming change and being patient and being more mindful, being more patient with the process, being more graceful with ourselves. My intention for this episode is to offer some perspective and help you to be more graceful and understanding with yourself, to be more patient with yourself, and to let you know that there is a part of you that exists without that baggage and that you don't need that baggage to navigate the world. So hopefully in this episode today, we can encourage you to start to let that go. Annette Valancourt said, baggage is just the lies you tell yourself about the way things are. Those lies clutter up and obscure a clear perception of the world and other people. Now, of course, y'all know that on this podcast, I want us to keep it real, keep it funky, and keep it as genuine as possible. And this episode is no different. And in this segment, I definitely want us to start to talk about the thoughts and beliefs and behaviors that can weigh us down and contribute to the emotional baggage that we keep and carry. Now, you know, a lot of us, we start carrying baggage as young as children. And for example, I want to use an example of some baggage that I've carried for a long time, but started carrying as a kid. 
as a kid, when I was seven years old, I found out that my parents weren't my biological parents and that I was adopted, not legally in the system, but that my mother gave, you know, my brother and I, you know, up, you know, and decided not to raise us. So she essentially gave us up for adoption for another couple to adopt us. And I found this out at seven and it was very crippling because, you know, during that time, I was so young and I was teased a lot for being different, you know, being, you know, queer, having girly mannerisms, playing with dolls, you know, just doing all types of just strange and kooky things that, you know, society says that little boy shouldn't do, but I was really just expressing myself, finding my way and finding myself. But anyway, in finding this out, you know, it started to validate a truth or a mystery that I had because I always wondered why, you know, I felt like such the black sheep and felt like I was treated so badly as a kid. I felt like people were very harsh and hard on me. People were very judgmental. People were very just, you know, anal just about who I was and how I expressed myself. And when that came out, I thought, uh, as a kid, as a seven-year-old kid, I internalized it as they are mad at me because I am not their real child, or they're mad at me because I am not their real blood, and they've been taking that out on me. You know, like, and as a seven-year-old kid, that's a very dark and harsh kind of baggage to take on, especially when it wasn't true. You know, but I took that baggage with me for a long time. Another suitcase of baggage that I carried along, uh, that I picked up at that time was that, you know, wanting to understand why my biological mother gave me up and why she didn't stick around and raise me, why she didn't want me in her life and that whole thing. And I never got any insight into that. So because of that, the little kid that I was, I just assumed that I must have been a burden. And in me assuming that I was a burden to her, I started to think that maybe I was a burden to my family too, to my parents, to my siblings. And I just thought that I was a burden. And that's something that I've always carried with me from a kid all the way into adulthood, just never wanting to be a burden on people, being someone that people have to feel sorry for, being someone that gets in other people's way and all this other stuff and just never wanting to be a burden. And one thing that I had to learn was when it comes to life, you know, our beliefs, they, you know, they stir up the experiences that we have. I and mean, when we having that baggage, it has attracted all types of relationships that have in turn made me feel like a burden to people. A big mistake. Another belief that I had was that as a kid, since I felt like I was treated so harshly and judged so harshly for being essentially gay, it wasn't out, I didn't claim it or anything, but everyone knew I was different and pretty much knew, you know, what the script was for the most part. So, you know, being growing up gay, I thought that, you know, because of how they treat me and, you know, how they talk to me and just how they judge me, I just didn't think that I was deserving of joy in my life because I went through so many years of pain and 
darkness and disappointment and feeling so lonely that, you know, I just thought after a while, maybe there would there wouldn't be much joy for my life, that maybe I wasn't deserving of joy, maybe I wasn't deserving of true prosperity, that I wasn't deserving of the, the things that I want in my heart, my desires, and different things like that. And, you know, I've taken that into my adulthood and it's made such a mess of my life in so many different ways. And I'm grateful because I had to realize it was still holding me back. But that was baggage that has definitely tainted a lot of my experiences, you know, because when you grow up feeling like you don't matter, when you feel like people are reminding you constantly that you don't matter, you take that with you and you settle for less and you become the doormat for other people to feel better. You become the doormat that other people walk all over and you're not in service to you anymore. You're not living a life for you anymore. You're living a life for other people's approval. You're living a life that hopefully makes other people feel proud. To you live a life that hopefully makes you, you know, makes people want you, make people need you, hopefully makes people value you. And those were some of the biggest mistakes I ever made. Not mistakes like I wish I didn't do them, but just mistakes in thinking, you know, picking up that baggage. But as a kid, again, you don't know any better. We pick up so much baggage as children, and a lot of times it takes us being honest with ourselves. And we have to tell the truth of where it started, how it started, and we have to be vulnerable. That might mean we live in our pain. That might mean we live in our traumas and just going back through that darkness. But that is what you need to do to start to unpack, to release, and to really let go of that baggage. As a 32-year-old man, I've dropped a lot of baggage, but there's still so much more to go. But I've started. Evenda Lepin said, In our unpacking process, we must own it before we can disown it. I don't know about you, but in my life, I've definitely had the opportunity and experience to learn that the truth cannot set you free until you own it. You have to take accountability for it, and then it can start to set you free. Then you can release. Then you can start to let go, and not a moment before. When it comes to reflecting, you know, and really understanding our baggage and understanding that those thoughts and all those behaviors and different things that have really cluttered our life and really gotten in our way over the years, we have to take the time to be introspective and understand the origin of this kind of thinking and then start to find positivity in those hurtful experiences, start to find purpose in those experiences. For example, the example that I just used before where I told you when I found out I was adopted at seven and, you know, that news making, you know, validating a question that I had inside of me about, you know, uh, why I was treated the way I was treated and, you know, why I was judged so harshly or why I just couldn't really experience that unconditional love and, you know, why I just couldn't be myself and that be good enough. 
you know, as I've gotten older, I've had more experience and I've learned and I've had a chance to maybe see my parents and my family in a much different way. And when I look at my mom and, you know, her parents and her family and where she comes from and how she grew up, you know, I don't see those echoes of unconditional love. I don't see those mechanics of things where she was accepted for who she was. And I just, you know, I can understand now that she can grow up in a situation that set her up to give me the kind of love and understanding that I felt I needed as a kid. And because of that, I can start forgiving her. On top of that, I know that what her and my dad gave me was what I actually needed compared to what I felt like as a kid they should have gave me because I would have been a different person had they gave me what I thought I needed. The same way with my dad, you know what I mean? When I look at his background and where he comes from, I don't see a lot of that kind of communication and that, you know, support, not support, but a lot of that communication and that kind of warm love that would, you know, set him up to be the kind of person that can be warm or affectionate or, you know, uh, not as rigid or stiff, you know, we have moments, but, you know, it ebbs and flows, if that makes sense. But it's really just allowed me to see them as people and to see them as, you know, in so many different ways, still broken children with lots of unresolved issues and problems. And, you know, I feel like maybe they had children before they were able to really start to work on themselves and heal their pain and address their issues and the things that are in their heart. And because they didn't, you know, they started having children and they couldn't put those issues on hold. They couldn't really address and deal with those things. But at the same time, I do understand that in a lot of what my passions are in this life and a lot of what I stand for and what my values are, I needed them to be those broken children. I needed them to be those people that they were to me because in them being the people that they were to me, they taught unconsciously taught me the power of individuality. They taught me the power of standing alone as opposed to belonging to cliques. You know, since I was a kid, I always been in this situation of feeling like I was singled out or feeling like, you know, I was a bit of the problem child because I was different. You know, I wasn't your every your typical little boy. But that taught me to start to appreciate my company first. It taught me to be my own friend first. It taught me to get good with being with me. It made me more eager to discover any gifts or any positivity that I had to share. It made me get better at finding things to love and enjoy about myself. It really helped me retreat inward to explore the depth of my character, my being, and who I am. So, you know, for a long time, I judged and I blamed and I held them accountable for everything that happened in my childhood and stuff like that. But as an adult, I can see that they were exactly who they were supposed to be because because they are the way they are and they were the way they were. I have this passion. I have this voice. I have this intensity. I have this scorching white 
white hot fire when I speak. I'll have this scorching white hot passion when I approach things, when I set goals, when I take action. I have a studiousness that was brought about because I had to figure a lot of things out on my own. You know, and they've done a lot more good for me in the long run now that I've been able to declutter and drop a lot of that baggage. The same way with my biological mom, you know, feeling like I was a burden to her. She gave me up because I was, I was a burden to her. You know, I learned, you know, years ago when I reconnected with her and my siblings that she didn't want, you know, and she didn't, she didn't say this, but it was the understanding that I gathered and learning about their life while we were growing up separately somewhere else. I learned that she didn't want to be a burden to me. You know, she's never said that, but I've been able to put that understanding together. You know, they had, they had a very hard life. She had a very hard life, you know, extreme poverty and all types of different things. In my absence, in my not being there, and God was one step ahead and making sure that that, that that wouldn't be my story. You know, she also, she has a different makeup personality-wise than my parents. And there were just lots of interventions happening on the inside from a divine level. And I only found this out because I was open to a new perspective. Shannon L. Alder said, money isn't the solution to your problems. It only lets you carry your unhappiness around in style. I must say that I am very privileged and I'm very grateful for a lot of the examples that I've had in my life. One thing I've learned because of my childhood, because of my life, because of the life I've lived, but definitely because of my childhood and the baggage that I've carried is that I'm a truth seeker and I'll always be a truth seeker. You know, my childhood and my upbringing had a way of encouraging the truth seeker in me, encouraging the person in me to get to the bottom of things and to find and always align with the truth at the end of the day. You know, sometimes it don't necessarily happen at the end of the day, but you have to find that place where you're willing to affirm change. You have to be willing to affirm that you want to be different. You have to be willing to affirm that you want to let go. You have to be willing to affirm that you don't want to hold that baggage. You know, you have to be willing to be honest with yourself and know that it's more out there. It's more to you. You know that the way you've been moving hasn't been working. You've been unhappy and you've been dissatisfied. You have to find a way to be more patient with yourself and know that at all times you are doing the best that you can, even when you're lying to yourself, even when you're deceiving yourself, whatever. You are doing the best that you can. You're doing the best you can to process, to cope, to manage, and to do all that you can to keep your life in one piece. You are doing the best that you can. But you have to start a family change. You have to be real about what it is that you want. You have to be real about what it is that you need. With myself, I know that I want to live a life that is authentic. I want to live a life of peace. I want to live a life of healing. I want to live a life of restoration. I definitely want to live a life of deep forgiveness. 
of unconditional love, faith, character, and power. And for me to attain those things, I have to be those things. The change has to start with me. These days, I'm in a place where I don't want to care to disagree like that too much. Like, I want to understand what the what the issue is. I want to be more about the understanding. I want to come from a place of letting you know I'm hearing what you're saying and I'm hearing what this means to you and, you know, understanding how this piece fits into your puzzle of understanding and vice versa. I saw my parents carry around so much baggage as a kid and in all that baggage I saw them lunge more towards money and lunge more towards having materialistic things and you know I always felt like to me it seemed like it was a cover up to suppress your issues to suppress your problems and you know it always brought about that thing in me to be better and to be different not better than them but to confront my issues to address my pain and to you know not live in a place where I'm not honoring me You know, live in a place where I'm hiding behind things or whatever like that. You know, I understand again and that they're doing the best that they can. And there may be things that I never understand or that I never know and that I can never really fathom and that the fact they're doing the best that they can. You have to get to a place where you understand that every experience should be new, objective, and it should speak for itself. We should stop dragging, you know, previous previous experiences, previous hurts into every new thing we do. You know, tanning and polluting new experiences with experiences of the past. Now, it is nothing wrong with knowing better and getting smarter as you go forward, but dragging that dreadful baggage into every new thing, into every new experience, into talking ourselves out of things, talking ourselves out of opportunities because we're scared of being hurt, we're scared of being disappointed, and we want to put ourselves out of our own misery. When it comes to my baggage, like I said, I've had, I have so much baggage and I've offloaded so much baggage, but, you know, in learning that I'm not a burden, I'm not a burden to anyone, you know, I can embrace the fact that I matter. I can embrace the fact that I am somebody. I can embrace the fact that I am special. In living a life where I am transparent and authentically me, I can embrace my sexuality and know that despite me being whoever I choose to be, I am deserving of love. I am deserving of peace and happiness. If you really embrace your baggage and start to separate it and pick it apart and find the good in it, find the positive, find the knowledge, find the lessons, find the things that propel you to be your best self, that compel you to be your best self, what could happen? Who would you be? Understand that a lot of the emotional baggage, a lot of that pain is designed to purify you, designed to bring you back home to yourself, to bring you back home to who you're supposed to be. Baggage comes because of, you know, because pain is essentially an attachment. Well, I've said this in a previous episode, but, you know, pain shows up when we have a temporary attachment to, you know, experiences, situations, thoughts, ideas, beliefs, different things like that. And when when we learn how to give into the pain, we can start to let go and release it. But because these days we try so hard to manage pain and to control everything, We hold on to the pain and the suffering ensues. It gets worse and worse. 
What if you actually try to give into the pain and give into the baggage and start to let it go? Understand that the baggage, a lot of the experiences that created that baggage, those things didn't happen to punish you. Those things aren't, you know, bad karma coming back. Those are things that you legit need for the road. When you can start to acclimate and get in the mindset of seeing your life happening for you, every experience, good, bad, or indifferent, happening for you, you will move so much faster. You will accelerate so much faster. But you have to know that everything is happening for you. Hey, Moonbeams, welcome to the air segment of this program. In this segment, we want to get you pumped about being more creative, being more innovative, being more introspective, asking more questions, and being more of a student in the seat of your own life, being a master of your own life. So let's jump into that right now. The first letter is E. Ensure. When you are taking the time to list the thoughts, beliefs, and behaviors that are weighing you down, the things that are creating baggage and creating clutter in your way of thinking, in your mindset, in your attitude, ensure that you are being honest with yourself. I've definitely gotten to a place in my life where I make it my business to be the most honest I can with me. I want to be more honest with myself than anyone could possibly be. I understand that I can't know everything about myself or what's going on with me at all times, but when it comes to telling me the truth, it's important that I know in my heart and in my soul, I can be trusting that I have my greatest interest at heart. So that comes with being the most true and honest to myself. Sometimes you got to tell the filthy truth. You got to tell the truth that makes look embarrassing to someone else. But since you're healing and since you're confronting your truth and loving you for you, you just have to tell it like it is. And you just don't, don't feel compelled to want to dress it up or make light of it. Call it what it is. And once you start to call it what it is, then you can take those next steps. The next letters are reflect. Reflect and identify where that baggage came from. When did you start feeling like this? What experience contributed to you being this way? What experience contributed to you being bitter, being salty, dragging that baggage into every situation, dragging that intrepidation everywhere you go? Again, this comes with being honest. You gotta tell the truth. There's no right or wrong answer. There may be more than one situation or more than one instance or experience, but you have to start there. You have to start nailing those down. So many of us tend to carry so much baggage because the pain that probably showed up in our life to be a gift that showed us showed up in our life to help us return back to who we really are. We resisted it, and now it's just like a stain on our clothes as opposed to something that makes our muscles bigger, something that makes us think quicker, something that makes us feel more deeply, something that sharpens our instincts. Now it's a weight, it's a dead weight that we carry because we didn't embrace it and we didn't allow 
what showed up to teach us and guide us to become who we're supposed to be. You have to get into a place of being honest and trying to find genuine ways to see how that hurtful experience would have made you better, how it has made you better, what God could have had in mind in allowing that to happen so you can be better and, you know, grow more as a person. Because I feel like if you really take the time to practice, experiment, and try, you will come around to finding out some ways that that experience really helped you be better or how it could help you become more of who you want to be. It's all perspective. The last letter is A, affirm. You have to take the time to affirm that you want to be different. Take the time to affirm to yourself that you don't want to carry the baggage. You know, take the time to affirm that you want to continue to grow and become more of who you truly are. Because if you don't, you'll stay steeped in what you've been doing. You'll stay stagnant. You'll stay stuck. You'll stay salty. You'll stay bitter. But you have to be honest and you have to own what's going on. You also have to be patient with yourself. So many of us have had to do so many things and experience life so much by ourselves that we put so much pressure on ourselves to know things, to find things out, to figure things out. When things finally come out, oh, why didn't I think of that myself? And I'm surprised I didn't know that and all that. Take that pressure off yourself and give yourself more grace. Be more patient with yourself. You are only one person. You are a powerful being, but you are still only one person. So there you have it. Ensure, reflect, and affirm. The next episode we will be talking about don't give what you ain't got. (laughs) So you don't want to miss that one. If you haven't had a chance yet, please feel free to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a comment and a rating and let us know how these episodes are going for you. Again, if you have any ideas or topic ideas, please continue to send those. You guys have been sending some very great ideas. I've been actually implementing some into the podcast. I'll be returning to a lot of those as we continue to go on and grow and you know dive deeper and deeper. And as I become more of a student of a lot of these different things we will definitely continue to discuss so i want to thank you for a lot of your contribution all of your help all of your donations all of the love on social media all the shout outs you know all the ratings i'm really appreciative thank you so much lastly thank you for supporting the medicine cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential you are strong you are enough You are. You are wise and you are tough. Have a good night. Have a good morning. Have a good afternoon. Have a good week. And have a great weekend. Thank you. Peace.